everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer and one of the first friends I met in college, Tiffany, or Tiff as I call her. Hey, guys. Glad to be here, Emma. Tiffany, I'm glad you're here. Tiffany said as we were walking up, she only did this because we're friends. Honestly. <laughs> and uh, a little intimidating. And I'm glad she did, but just to make it less um, less intimidating. Uh, we're going to share the stories. Oh, we? oh, yeah. We're sharing stories for sure. Uh, Tiffany and... When we, when I was probably a freshman in college, yes, um, Tiffany came home with me to San Antonio, and for whatever reason, we went to a sporting goods store with my youngest brother, who is probably eight. And Tiffany decided that the punching bags that were on display <laughs> in the store were a swing. I mean. It was a wild Friday night. It, it was. You got to turn it up. And uh, I have a picture on my phone of Tiffany swinging on a punching bag in the store as if it was a rope swing. Mm. And so you're just listening to a, a really fun <laughs> member of our body talk okay. about God's Word today. Hold on. So I also have a picture. And we went from to— From that same trip? From that same trip. We went to—was it Enchanted Rock? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We hiked. I mean, it was hot. Texas Day. It was so hot. We got a snow cone, as anyone should, or an ice cream. Something like that. Something cold and delicious. And it fell. Emma's fell. And like, it fell on like, a picnic like table. Like and Stitch, the sunburned guy with the ice cream cone when it just plops off. Just plopped off. Yeah. There was a it was one, one tear slid down her face. <laughs> and then she realized, oh, I could just lick this off the picnic table. So... <laughs> I have that picture of Emma. At 19. At 19. Licking a wooden picnic table. So that's— uh, I mean, that, that's, God's protection, you didn't get a splinter <laughs> on, on your tongue. That would have been so horrible. But that's not why, that's not why we're here. It's not why Tiffany, we're here. Tell, tell her friends how you, how you came to know the Lord, if you can just switch to a serious uh, yes. mood for a second. Yes. Um, I came to know the Lord more so when I was like 16. Before that— Grew up in a family who would go to church, but really wasn't true believers. Um, so I had, at that time, heard the gospel, understood it was true, like logically in my head was like, oh, this makes sense, behind closed doors and and just behind my life that other people didn't know about. Um, I was just living in a bunch of hypocrisy and really loved a good girl image and um, sat in there for a while, but behind there, like, knew— um, was just having like thoughts and feelings of guilt and shame because people didn't know who I was and thought I was this believer when in reality I was lying and cheating and stealing and having inappropriate relationships with boys. And so the Lord kind of came and picked me up out of the pit when I was 16. I was in a car accident and our car got submerged underwater. Um, And it was just by God's grace and Him orchestrating every moment, every second of that that night that I um, walked away unharmed. And it was really that moment that it was like, all right, Lord, you've been pursuing me this whole time, and I just haven't turned around and taken notice. And it was finally like, all right, you have my attention. And so it was like a really slow but process where it was just I changed friends, and I like really started to believe what was said in church and came to A&M, and the Lord just really 
um, strengthened my heart for like his word and for community and did his own process of sanctification. And I mean, it's still going on today. Yeah. Um, Watermark is a huge part of that. Um, I serve in women's Bible study and that we just kicked off for Samuel, shameless plug, if anyone wants to join. <laughs> that ministry is really for me. Um, God just meets me there um, each week and each time I sit down with his word and he's just continuing to chip away parts of my heart. Um, that don't look like Jesus, and I'm excited to just trust him more. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So you work as a speech pathologist in an elementary school. I am a speech pathologist. Okay. Let's say you're talking with a coworker, and they ask you, mm. who's, who's Jesus? What's the good news about Jesus? What would you tell them? I would say that Jesus is the Son of God who lived a perfect and holy life, um, and then us who are born— in sin, so anything that separates us from God, we we can't get to Him. And so mm-hmm. it's just by Jesus' death and burial and resurrection, which that's a huge part, the resurrection, Yeah, which means that His death was sufficient for our sins. Um, so now we don't have to be separate from God, um, that we are now fully in relationship with Him, and He's provided for our greatest need. So our greatest need is that we were lost and in need of a Savior— um, we have sin that we we can't be perfect, um, and Jesus paid that price for us. So He did it for us, and He He conquered death. He conquered death. So we we we're in the book of Acts, right? Jesus has died. He's resurrected. Yes, which, and Paul believes it. Yeah, and he was there. And so Jesus has ascended back into heaven. The Apostle Paul, or he was Saul. He's Paul. He's called to to live on mission for Christ, proclaiming this good news. Mm-hmm. And we get to Acts chapter twenty four. In what's happening. He is being falsely accused. He's being falsely accused. So he's standing before who? Felix. The governor. Governor Felix. Okay. And these guys are like, hey, we're going to, we're going to, you know, show you why he's guilty. And Felix, you examine him. See for yourself. That's uh, verse 8. The people who are accusing Paul say, by examining examining him yourself, Felix, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. So now Paul's got to make a, a case, right? He does. He says, but Paul says, in, in defense, being wrongly accused, to Felix, the governor, but this I confess to you, that according to the way, which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. So everything that was said about Jesus is coming before he came, mm-hmm. having hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So one day, Jesus is coming back. Yes. And we're going to stand before him. Verse 16, so in light of this reality that Christ has, uh, Christ was prophesied, that he came, that he died on the cross taking the punishment we deserve, that he rose again defeating the grave and ascended into heaven, and one day all of us will have to stand before him, Paul always, verse 16, takes pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. And then he goes on and, and shares his story and how he ended up here and what he was up to and, mm-hmm. and what's going on. But I think, Tiffany, as we were speaking, talking before about this chapter, there's an emphasis on integrity, like Paul Paul values being marked by character. And he's like, hey, you can falsely accuse me, but I'm, I walk by integrity, so I don't have to worry. Right. But he also remembers God's character mm-hmm. in light of this really troubling 
situation. How do you make sense of that? Yes. That, what do you get from that? Um, I think you could you could strive to live with integrity on like our own like will and intention, and we're just gonna fall. And mm-hmm. I think that's like it's so cool that Paul's like, hey, I take pains to have a clear conscience towards both God and man. Um, but before that, it's like, but in order to do that, he's relying on God's character um, and the hope that he has in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really where um, we need to talk about is like that Paul's in a really hard situation here. He is being wrongly accused. These men are like trying to bribe Felix. Felix is also hoping, Governor Felix is hoping Paul will, like later he keeps him in custody so that Paul will then pay him more money. Um, and so it's just this really unjust circumstance where Paul is just like, God, what are you doing? And even chapter 23, you see God um, be like, hey, you're also going to testify also in Rome. And so then you have this promise of like, okay, I know God keeps his promises. And yet here I am in prison for two years. And it's like, okay, what are you doing? God, like, what are you doing here? And so I think what's important for us to rem- remember is like, we're also going through these circumstances where we might not be in prison for two years, but they're just things of like, hey, God, what are you doing? And so then you could be like, we have to know who we believe God is and rest in his character. Mm -hmm. And that's really what he's been teaching me, not just this year, but like last year. It's like, I need to know who I believe in, who God is, um, and then really like live that out. Um, And then that belief must be constructed by truth. And so that's why I joined the journey and like women's Bible study or just your own scripture study is so important because what's informing your view of God? Like, is it truth or is it the world? Mm-hmm. And one of those is going to be right and one of those is going to be wrong. Take me one level deeper on that. You said that's what I, this is something you've personally been learning yeah. recently or this past year. Let us in a little bit more. What do you mean by that? I think I'm just in a place where it's like, hey, God, like, I just feel like you're working or calling me um, in these areas. And then it's just been like closed doors one after mm-hmm. the other. And it's like in things where it's like, okay, Lord, like you're asking me to trust you and depend on you. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to try and do that with like your help of the Holy Spirit. And so it's just like constant communion with him in that. And mm-hmm. so then it's like, all right, like then you're going to kind of make it the way I want it to. Mm. And there's like that An expectation of, of, God, if you're calling me to do X, Y, or Z, it should go go in in this way. In this way. Like there should be favor. And Mm. like the Lord's just taking down these idols of like, one, hey, my favor and my love for you does not depend on your faithfulness or unfaithfulness. Mm. I mean, so it's like, I don't, I can't work and then and and do these things to earn more of to God's earn love more of God's or love more of his favor. or more of his favor and mm-hmm. it's like it goes back to like all right no like God you are sovereign and good and like I need to believe you are sovereign and good first and then however it works out like that's still true you are still sovereign and you're still good um and so I'm going to jump to Psalm 147 but really if you read it and I'll read some of the verses here um, it really breaks down like God's character that we could cling to. Um, and so Psalm 147.3, it says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So he's a healer. So, uh, verse 4, he determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. So he's sovereign and he's purposeful. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure, which he's just wise. And that is also where it's like, hey, your thoughts are greater than my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and your ways are greater than my ways. 
And then the Lord lifts up the humble, he casts the wicked to the ground. So he lifts up the humble, he's kind, and then he casts the wicked to the ground, which he's just. Which goes back to Acts 24, is that there's going to be a resurrection Mm-hmm. of the just and the unjust. He's going to write everything. He's going to write all the wrongs. He's going to write all the wrongs. And so that's where it's like Paul could be like, all right, I know God's character. And then I have this eternal hope that this is not the end. So this pr- imprisonment, this situation, um, hey, it's not always fun and it's not always easy. I mean, life is just hard at some point. So it's just straight up hard yeah. and horrible. And so that eternal mindset is so important to remember that this isn't the end for us. I'm going to jump again to James 1.12, but it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And that crown of life is eternal life. And with eternal life comes, just you get to be with Christ, and it has so much blessing. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. And so I think that's what Paul is like, in order with Paul, in order to like, have hope and share the gospel and live with integrity. In the midst of all these lies being spoken about him. Yes. You have to remember God's character, and you have to remember we have an eternal hope that that we get to be a part of, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't just end for us here. Yeah. That's so good, Tiff. I wish we could keep talking. We'll hang out later. (laughs) Yeah. But um, thank you for being here. Of course. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.